2: Irma? Yes, Jane? You know, this is interesting. It says here that the desert in Death Valley is 270 feet below sea level. Well, it can't be much of a desert with all that water on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you can expect when you listen to my friend Irma.
3: Friendship, friendship, just perfect friendship. When other friendships have been up.
0: Company, makers of Swan, the soap with the exclusive Super Cream Blend presents.
2: Our friend Swan. With my friend Irma.
0: Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane.
2: Zodiac to find out what sign I was born under, whether it was Aries the Rem, Capricorn the Goat, or Leo the Lion. Lo and behold, I find out I'm Taurus. Says in a footnote that Taurus girls get married very young. As far as I'm concerned, now I know why this sign is referred to as Taurus the Bull. (laughs) Believe me, I'm not getting any younger. And every June, I look at the wedding announcements in the newspapers, and you know something? My name isn't there. And as far as Richard Rhinelander is concerned, I've tried everything. From pulling petals off the daisies to sleeping on a piece of wedding cake. All I ever got out of it was a house full of ants. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not the only one who does a bit of mooning around the month of June. Even Irma is affected. Right now, she's looking at a picture of a June bride in the newspaper. The look on her face is a complete blank, which means she's thinking. <laughs> Irma. Yes, Jane? What's fascinating you so? Well, look what it says about this bride in the paper. What? When Miss Doris Alber walks down the aisle, she'll be wearing her great-grandmother's lover around her neck. Let me see that. <laughs> Irma, that's lavalier. Well, I've got the other words right. <laughs> Jane, if Richard asked you to marry him, where would you go for the honeymoon? To the nearest sanitarium for shock treatment. <laughs> Jane, this is Al. Is Irma there? Just a minute. Irma, it's for you. Who is it? I'll give you a hint. It's the one person in the country who celebrates 365 holidays a year.
1: (laughs) Oh, hello, Al, honey. Hiya,
0: chicken. Can get a couple of free tickets to a show. How would you like to take in Harvey?
2: No, Al, if I take anybody, it'll be you.
0: (laughs) No, chicken, Harvey is a Broadway show. Would you like to go to the matinee this afternoon?
2: Oh, Al, I'd love to.
0: Well, Chicken, we'll pick you up later. And look, Chicken, since we're going to the theater and mingling with that classy crowd, let's go in style.
2: What do you mean, Al? Make
0: some sandwiches. We'll take them along.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Al, goodbye. Oh, Jane, isn't it wonderful? Al's taking me to see Harvey. I wonder what kind of a show
2: it is. Well, it's a comedy. I haven't seen it yet. They say it's very good. It's by a rabbit called Harvey. Only you can't see him. No wonder Al's getting the tickets for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, as long as I'm with Al, I don't care what I don't see Gee, if, if Al would just propose, I'd buy the wedding ring myself Buy your own wedding ring? Oh, no, you wouldn't That's one thing I won't let you do Come
1: in
3: It's only me, Professor Kapotkin. <laughs> Hello, Janie and Irma, my two little dishes One food for thought, the other food for squirrels <laughs> Excuse me, a little joke I picked up in the park. Why,
2: Professor. (laughs) Uh,
3: Girls, I came down here to get a little information. Is the word witch an adverb or a preposition?
2: Well, the word witch is a pronoun. Or it may be used adjectively. Uh, How do you want to use it?
3: Dear dear Mrs. O'Reilly, you are an old witch.
1: (laughs)
2: Professor, why don't you stop teasing poor Mrs. O'Reilly? After all, she's the kind of a person who likes to live and let live.
3: This I know. You should see the thing she lets live in my room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Professor, why, why don't you forget Mrs. O'Reilly as a landlady? Just think of her as a woman.
3: I tried that, but I had to stop right away. I found myself hating my own mother. <laughs> Tell me, Irma, what are you all dressed up for?
2: Oh, Al's going to take you to the matinee. I'm going to see Harvey. Harvey? Yes, he's about a rabbit who drinks and imagines he sees men. (laughs) Yes, and pink psychiatrist. Come in.
5: Hello, girls. Oh, there you are, Professor. Oh, it's Mrs. O'Reilly.
3: Now, please, don't get excited, Mrs. O'Reilly.
5: Quiet, you. Girls, what would you think of a man who takes a girl to the playground in the park at night and lets her go up and down on a seesaw for two hours? Oh, I think that's very romantic. Well, that's what I thought until I got off and found a rock tight at the other end of the board. (laughs) I'm
3: sorry, Mrs. O'Reilly. I just went away to buy you some candy. Do you think after how nice you was to me I could play a dirty trick like that on you?
5: Mrs. O'Reilly, what did you do for him? Oh, oh, just a few little intimate touches for his room.
3: You know the leak in my bathroom pipe? She fixed it? No, she hung a shower curtain around it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know that old-fashioned gas stove I got? The one the gas is always escaping from? Oh, is she getting you a new stove? No, she gave me a gas mask.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is all very touching, but Irma, Al will be here any minute. You better be ready to go, honey. All
5: right, Jane. Where are you going, Irma? Al's taking me to the theater. To the theater? Uh Oh, it's been such a long time since I've been to the theater.
3: Yes, it's a little hard for Mrs. O'Reilly to forget all that excitement and shooting. You see, she was sitting right next to Mr. Lincoln.
5: (laughs) Oh, hush up, Professor. Oh, Irma, I almost forgot what I came here for. Amber Lips got called while you were at the office, and she wanted me to tell you that she called back again at one o'clock.
3: Come on, Mrs. O'Reilly, I'll take you to the movie around the corner. They're showing two pictures today, the Emperor Waltz and the story of your life. So evil, my love.
5: (laughs) I'll go along with you. Goodbye, girls.
2: I think I'll go, too, Irma. I can't stand to be around when that obnoxious girlfriend of yours calls. Oh, Jane, why can't you get along with Amber? Irma, honey, I-, I know she's one of your best friends, but tell me, why is it the minute she gets here, she has to take off her shoes and strut around barefooted? I wouldn't mind if her feet were shapely. But believe me, if they had eyes, each one of them could pass for a bearskin rug. <laughs> that's not Amber's fault. Her, her, her feet hurt her. You see, she's employed in a brewery. She's a barrel kicker. <laughs> a barrel kicker? Yeah, she walks around in the brewery kicking barrels to see which ones are empty. Uh, <laughs> oh, Irma, don't listen to those stories she makes up. Your friend Amber Lipscott is just a clumsy, lazy oaf with a temper and I don't want anything to do with her. I'll take it. Hello? What? Yes, Amber, this is Jane. You want to talk to Irma? What? Why do I have to answer the phone? Well, I happen to live here. Why do I have to live? Why, you! Hey, give it to me, Jane. Hello? Oh, hello, Amber. This is Irma. Huh? How long am I going to keep on living with someone beneath me? Jane doesn't live beneath me. She lives right here in the same room. (laughs) Thanks, Irma. Well, what is it, Amber? You sound excited. Huh? You can't tell me, but you'll be right over. Well, all right. No, I, I won't leave. Goodbye. Sure, I wonder what she's so excited about. I don't know, honey. Personally, I don't want to have anything to do with her. As far as I'm concerned, she's the coarsest, most vulgar person in the world. But I've never heard her sound so thrilled. I, I wonder what it can be. She's probably wrestling gorgeous George next week. <laughs> It's me, Chicken. Come in, Al. Hello,
0: Jane. Hiya, Chicken.
2: Hello, Al, honey.
0: Sorry I'm late, Chicken. Was trying to interest a banker in my latest deal.
2: Oh. Another one of your deals? What is it this time? Putting windows in cigar boxes? Selling them for television sets?
0: (laughs) Nothing so obvious. This is a special device to eliminate backseat driving.
2: How do you do that, Al?
0: Simple. The car has two exhaust pipes. One of them goes into the backseat. I'll tell you more about it later. Chicken, take my arm. We're off to the matinee. Well,
2: gosh, I can't go. You can't go? Why not, Chicken? Well, Amber Lipscott is coming over to discuss something important, and I I promised I'd be here. But, Chicken, after all the trouble
0: I went to to get these tickets... Oh, I'm sorry, Al. such a shame to waste good seats. Um, Jane? Yes, Al? Jane, in the past, you and I have had many differences, but this could, of course, be based on heredity. What do you mean? Well, in your family, to be ambitious is considered a virtue. In our family, it has come to be looked upon as a disease. Yes? Outside of this slight difference, Jane, I have never had anything against you. And have always hoped it was sort of mutual.
2: What are you driving at, Al?
0: Well, I was wondering if you would like to go to the theater with me. Outside of chicken, there is no one I would rather take.
2: Well, Al, I, I... I've never had anything personal against you. And since you put it this way, and if Burma won't object... Oh, I won't. You know what they say, share the wealth. Look, i broke.
0: Well, what do you say, Jane?
2: Al, I'd be delighted.
0: My arm, Miss Stacy. And let me tell you, I may not be able to take you along Park Avenue like your boyfriend Richard does, but believe me, on our way to get a hot dog at the waterfront, we will cross Park Avenue.
2: (laughs) This is a day that will live in history. Goodbye, honey.
0: Yeah, so long, chicken. When we get back, we'll tell you the whole plot.
2: Well, you don't have to, Al. I trust you. (laughs)
0: Let's pause here on KNX. To find out more about old-time radio, old-time video, and the pleasures of listening to audiobooks, visit the Audiobook Club website, www.audiobookclub.com, where you can get four audiobooks for just one penny.
1: MediaBay.com
0: Now back to my friend Irma on KNX.
2: When Richard takes me to the matinee, he hails a cab, picks up a box of candy, hands me a corsage, and we end up watching the show from the third row. But this is with Al. So he hailed a cab, asked the driver what time it was, found out we had time to walk, he picked up a tootsie roll, handed me the wrapper, and we ended up watching the show from the third balcony. (laughs) From where we are sitting, not only Harvey the rabbit is invisible, but so is the cast. (laughs) I must say Al is enjoying himself immensely, though. He hasn't stopped smiling since he went to sleep.
1: (laughs) Al. Al,
0: wake up. (laughs) Your Honor, this whole thing is a mistake. I was trying... Oh, (laughs) how is you, Jane?
2: Al, I don't like to interrupt your dreams, but I paid $1.20 tax on those free tickets of yours. I'd like to have you see the show. Sorry,
0: Jane, just can't keep awake. Why not? No dames in the show.
2: Must you have chorus girls?
0: Look, Jane, as much as I love chicken, I am still a normal man. And prefer watching chorus girls to an animal act. I got the feeling that once you've seen one rabbit, you've seen them all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bye, lady? No, no, do, by all means. <laughs>
4: Uh, Hello, Amber. Hello, dearie. Is your roommate out? Yes. Oh, that's good. I can't stand that snooty girl. You mind if I take my shoes off? It helps me to speak freely. Uh. Amber, I hope you have something important to tell me because I passed up going to the theater with Al. Have I got something important, dearie? You know my boyfriend, Gerald the Jockey. Oh, Amber, don't tell me you finally hooked him. Harpooned is the word, dearie. (laughs) I've got him clean, dressed, and on ice. We're getting married this afternoon. Oh, not really. Yeah, after the seventh race. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Amber, I don't know what to say. Uh, Gosh, I'm so happy. Oh, thanks, dearie. Everyone's been so nice. At the track, they gave a party for Gerald and me. They put us in the winner's circle, dropped a horseshoe of flowers around my neck, and waved me in. (laughs) They were so sentimental. Oh, say, tell me, Emma, how are you coming along with Al? Oh, every time I I ask Al what's holding up our wedding, he says, manana. That's Spanish for money. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. I went to school. Open up, chicken. Oh, come on in, Al, honey. Oh, hi, Amber. Hello, Al.
0: Hey, you lost a little weight, didn't you?
4: Yeah. You know, driving a bulldozer isn't easy work. (laughs) Well, wait until you hear the wonderful news. Amber's getting married this afternoon.
0: Well, congratulations.
4: (laughs) That was nothing. He knew he'd have to do it sooner or later or I'd cripple him. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, what time does the wedding take place? At uh, 5 o'clock at my apartment, dearie. And that's why I drop by. you got to do me a favor. Oh, certainly, Amber. What is it? Well, I'm going to be tied up at the dressmaker's until 4.30. So I wondered if you'd take this $50 with this slip to Kay's jewelry store and pick up my wedding ring. Oh, we'd be glad to. Do you want us to come to the wedding? Well, of course I do, honey. You're my dearest friend. <laughs> And I don't care what kind of a wedding present you bring me, just so long as you're not ashamed of it. All right, Amber, we'll get the ring for you. Uh, Shall I bring Jane along, too? No, thanks. There'll be enough crumbs around after we cut the wedding cake. Oh, Amber, we should try to understand Jane. Underneath it all, she's a wonderful person. That's where I'd like to see her, underneath it all. (laughs) Better not get in my way. Well, so long, honey.
0: Fifty bucks.
4: Al. Amber gave us that money for the ring. I'll put it back on the table. Oh, you
0: misunderstand, Chicken. was merely thinking of getting the most good out of this money for Amber.
2: What do you mean, Al? Well,
0: maybe I can get a better ring for less money.
2: Now, look, Al, forget about getting bargains. Let's just go out and get a wedding present for Amber. Should
0: I take along the 50 and the slip for Amber's ring?
2: No, we might lose it. Uh, leave it on the table until we come back. Okay, Chicken. Gee, Al, I wish we were getting married like Amber and Gerald.
0: It won't be long, Chicken.
2: Oh, Al, if you, if you knew how I'd dream of the day when I'll hold our son in my arms...
0: Well, Chicken, how do you know it'll be a boy?
2: Oh, you don't know about those things. You're so naive. I already wrote to the stork. (laughs) Uh... Irma? Irma? Oh, Professor, I guess no one's
3: home. Oh, that's too bad. I wanted to tell Irma that I like the way she sewed the button on my shirt, but that I can't get the shirt off the table because she sewed the shirt to the (laughs) tablecloth.
2: Well, you know, this is June, and Irma is very much love struck. Back before I left for the theater, Irma was in such a romantic mood that she said if Al would marry her, she'd buy the ring herself.
3: Oh, my goodness. What's the matter, Jane? What's on the table there?
2: Kay's jewelers. One wedding ring, balance $50. Oh, no! She said she would, and now she's done it. She's buying her own wedding ring, so Al will marry her.
3: Poor little Irma. Nature was very cruel to her. Gave her such a big heart, there wasn't anything left to put in her head.
2: Well, Al's not going to get away with this. Irma works too hard for her money to go spending it on a wedding ring. Heavens, if Al wants to marry her, let him buy the ring.
3: Where are you going, Janie? To
2: the bank to deposit this money right back in her account. But the bank is closed now. Well, I'll put it in the night depository, Professor. I'll see you later. This will teach Irma a lesson. (laughs) Well, there's nobody here, Al. Well,
0: Chicken, you better get dressed if you want to get to the wedding in time. Don't forget, we got to pick up Amber's ring.
2: All right, Al. Al!
0: What's the matter, Chicken?
2: The money for the ring is gone.
0: Don't look at me, Chicken. I come in with you.
2: <laughs> Hello, Jane. Guess what happened? I know what happened. That money you were going to spend on a wedding ring for yourself so this loafer could marry you is back in the bank where it belongs.
0: Back in the bank?
2: Yes. And the bank is closed. Closed? Why are you two acting as though someone had just gotten killed? I wish you hadn't said that,
0: Jane. Sounds like a pretty good ringside description of what's going to happen to you.
2: To me? What are you talking about?
0: Jane, that 50 bucks belongs to Amber Lipska. It was for her wedding ring. If her wedding is called off on account of your meddling, she may hit the ceiling. And it'll be with you.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What am I going to do? Oh, I don't want to get involved with that terrible monster. Oh, if I could only get $50 so you could get the ring. Let me see. I think I've got $4. Oh, dear. Irma, how much have you got? Uh, 20, 28, 32, 41. Half a dollar. Oh. I'll go out of my mind. Al, what have you got? Now I know I'm going out of my mind. (laughs) Come
5: in. Hello, folks. Mrs. O'Reilly. Jamie, what's wrong? You're white as a sheet. Mrs. O'Reilly, have you got $50? Oh, you should have asked me this morning before I went to the beauty parlor. You spent all that money in the beauty parlor? Yes, I tip big. I have to. If I don't, the girls won't work on me.
2: Well, I guess this is it, kids. Might as well get ready to face it. Now it's a matter of time, nothing more. Well, I'm just sitting here waiting for the inevitable. Al and Irma have been very solicitous. Irma keeps humming and singing to cheer me up. The singing is a little worse than anything Amber could do to me. <laughs> As for Al, Al is really concerned. He keeps glancing through my papers to make sure all my insurance policies are paid up. It's after 5 o'clock, and by now Amber's either married without a ring or on her way over here with murder in her heart. Oh, if only I hadn't put the money in the bank.
0: Well, goodbye, Jane.
2: Come in, Amber.
4: Hello, Amber. Now, look, Amber, let me explain. You don't have to explain, Irma. That's the kind of a person you are. But really, Amber, I I don't know what to say. You don't have to talk, Irma. You just feel those things. Feel what things? About not showing up with the ring. You didn't want me to be married. Now, hold it, Amber. You stay out of this, nosy. (laughs) What I'm saying, Irma, is what makes you so clever and psychic? Psychic? Yeah, how did you know Gerald was already married to somebody else? (laughs) What? I mean, what? You stay out of this. Irma, I'm so glad you didn't show up and embarrass me. And I'm so glad you didn't buy the ring. If I only told you about the money Gerald gave me. Uh, what what about the money? You, my worst enemy, should try to pay us that money. It's counterfeit. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Irma, what's your girlfriend doing lying on a floor? Oh, I don't know. Jane, I wish you wouldn't go to sleep when we have company. <laughs>
2: Well, this is one time when I know how Irma must feel all the time. Why? Because I have pulled the boner of boners. Fortunately, I got to the bank in the morning early enough to stop the counterfeit deposit, and everything's taken care of. But I just can't stand to be in a position where Irma feels she must sympathize with me. In fact, I just go crazy when Irma says, Oh, Jane, don't feel so badly about making a mistake. Sometimes I even say some things that aren't exactly brilliant. <laughs> Not really. Oh, sure, but who cares? Six of one or ten of another all adds up to twelve. <laughs> and you know, twelve is just a little higher than the IQ of my friend, Irma. <laughs>